Good morning, Nachum. Good morning, Shabbos, everybody. Well, tomorrow we have the privilege of reading the two parshios, Bahar and Bechukosai. We complete the Sefer Vayikra, Shabbos Chazak. Wow. And this should give us the Chizok, additional strength to look forward. Yes, Hashem, to the forthcoming Yom Tov of Shavuos. According to the Chinuch, we have a total of 36 mitzvos this Shabbos. Pasha's Bahar contains 24 mitzvos, 7 positive and 17 restrictions. Pasha's Bechukosai contains uh, 7 positive and 5 restrictions. 24 and 12 is 36 mitzvos. Before I share an interesting thought, regarding Shemitah with you, which is found in Parshas Bahar, I'd like to just share with you a delicious Rashi and such an exciting Pasuk that I'd be honored if you brought the Chumash to the table tonight. And this is in Bichukosai, chapter 26, Pasuk 32. And what does the Torah Kedusha teach us? That when you are in exile, says Hashem Hashimosi Ani Esoretz, I will make the land desolate. And your enemies that dwell on the land, they will be desolate. What does that mean? Rashi says on this verse, Zumida Tovale Yisrael. This is good news, a delicious prophecy for the Jewish people, that your enemies that will try to make a go of it in the land, they will not find nachas ruach, they will not have satisfaction in our land, it will remain desolate and waiting for, and I say waiting for, because we've lived to see how Lahabdul, as I mentioned the name Mark Twain, not a friend of the Jew, but go those who can and want to just see it on the internet, Mark Twain and the Jews, and what does he write? He was in Palestine in the 1880s, and he writes how desolate the land is, and you know what? He can't understand it. Of course not, but listen carefully. He writes, and coming from even like the Ramban says at the end of Hazinu, that even if Hazinu had been written Lahamdal Elif Abdolos by a soothsayer, every word of it has come true, says Mark Twain, I can't believe how desolate the land is. And then he goes on to say, Wow, all of the nations rise and fall except for the Jewish people. He has outlived them all. And that is correct. And not only that, have we seen, Baruch Hashem, in our day, the fulfillment of the verse in Yechezkel, bring him to your table, turn to chapter 26, and go to Pasuk 8. And there, what does Yechezkel say? Yechezkel says that the land of Israel is going to give its produce. When? For Ami, for the Jewish people, 
commensurate with the way the Jewish people come back to Eretz Yisrael, that's the way the land of Israel is producing. We see this miracle in front of our eyes. We see Jewish history. We see Jewish destiny. Wow. Okay, now let's get started. I want to share with you an exciting understanding of a Pasuk. And this Pasuk is found in Parshas Bahar at Sheni Kishemi In other words, the second Aliyah tomorrow that we have two Sifri, two Parshios. And what does the Pasuk read? Chapter 25, verse 19 says the Torah Kedosha, Vinosna Oretz Piria, the land will yield its produce. And you will eat your fill. And you will dwell securely on the land. What does it mean? You will eat your fill. What do you mean? What does it mean? I know what that means. You'll eat and you won't be hungry. No, that's not what Rashi says. Unbelievable. Rashi says, Rashi says, you're going to eat and the blessing is going to be in your intestines, in your stomach. And Rashi explains it further, that at the beginning of Parshas Bichin Kosai, in the third verse, the Torah says, You're going to eat your bread to satiation. And what is Rashi saying? You're going to eat a little bit, and it's going to be blessed within your intestines and your stomach. What does that mean? Normally, a healthy boy, a grown man, needs a full sandwich to satisfy them. Here, they're going to eat a half a sandwich. And they're not going to say, well, I'm not starved anymore. No, the half a sandwich is going to fill them. That will be the miracle. Now, in contrast to, watch this. Says the Pasuk after this, Pasuk 20, Should you say, Manochal What are we going to eat in the seventh year? After all, nizra, If we're not going to plant, nesof, If we're not going to harvest our grain, What are we going to eat in the seventh year? So Hashem says, watch this, I'll command my blessing in the sixth year. Now imagine, you've gone six years straight, so you would think, that you would just eke out something. No. The miracle is going to be that in the sixth year, you're going to get the tvua, the produce, the yield, the shlosh hashonim. Unbelievable. For three years. Now what does that mean? For three years, part of the sixth, and the seventh, and into the eighth. Unbelievable. So, but, let's remember, if you get three times the amount, you need three times the amount of workers, you need three times the space of silos to store it. So there's a contrast here between three times the amount and the Rashi understands it, only a little bit will fill you. Whoa! So the rabbis teach us that if you have the proper emuna, that's the way it's going to be. The blessing will be from within. If not, then the blessing will be from without. But Rav El Yoshev 
Zatzal, in his Sefer, Tivrei Agodah, says something very fascinating. Go back to Pasuk Yutes. Says the Pasuk, Vinosno or its Piria, the land will give its produce, Vachaltem Asova, and you will eat your fill. What does that mean? It means, says Revel Yashib, the nature of man is that if he knows that in several years they won't, you're not going to plant and there won't be ay, 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 produce, what's your nature? You're going to put away each month a little bit. So you're going to solve the problem. And so when the Shemitah comes, don't worry, I've put away in all the years enough that now I have for the seventh year. No! says the Torah, says Rav Yoshev, Vachaltem Lasova is not the way we took it before to mean there'll be a blessing in the land that you'll have enough food. No. Specifically, you are not to try to beat the system. Don't save and therefore skimp and each year don't eat your full completely. But he says, no, eat it all. Don't put some away. Vachaltem Lasova and as a result, you're showing bitochon, you're showing your emunah, you're showing your trust in HaKadosh Baruch Hu. He brings the Medrash on the Pasuk, in, coming in Vayikra Rabbah 11.5, Hashem Tzilcho Ayad Yeminecho. Tovah Melech says that Hashem is like our shadow. Now what does that mean? Just as the shadow provides and responds exactly what you put up, one finger, two finger, however kind of a comedy, sad kind of an expression you're going to put to the shadow. That's exactly the way it's going to respond. That's precisely the way HaKadosh Baruch Hu works with man. The more emuna, the more bitochon man has, that is exactly the way HaKadosh Baruch Hu works with him. Now, all of us, quote-unquote, believe, but there's believing and believing. So therefore, let's remind ourselves, at the end of Lech Lecha, when the Torah first introduces us to Avram Avinu, the Torah says, this is in chapter 17, and what does the Torah say? Wait a minute. Torah says regarding Ayamas Haran Alpinei Terach Oviv. Now, what does that mean? That Haran died, excuse me, this is the end of Noah, at the end of Lechlecha. So, at the end of Parshas Noah, when Avram Avinu is first introduced on the scene, the Torah says as follows. And this is Pasuk 28 in chapter 11. Haran dies al-Pinei in the lifetime of Terach, his father. And Rashi brings the Chazal that Terach turned in his son to Nimrod and saying, uh-oh, my son is off the derech. My son refuses to embrace idolatry. And so, Nimrod said, you have a choice. Either accept the idolatry, or we're going to throw you into the furnace. Avram says, I'll take the latter. 
and they right before this they said, "Okay, Haran, Avram's brother, what are you going to do?" So Haran said, "Let me see what happens to my brother Avram." Sure enough, Avram, who had complete and total emuna, he came out of the furnace unscathed. Haran, when they asked him, he saw Avram got out. Okay, I'll take plan B. I'll also go in. He never came out because he did not have complete faith. Rabbi Yoshev quotes a Chazal from this coming week, next Tuesday's Taf Yomi, in Sota Taf Memches Amidbeis. The Gemara teaches, whoever has literally a loaf of bread in his basket, meaning he has now what to eat, but but he's concerned about the morrow, what's going to be, such a person is counted among those who have a limited emuna belief, not a complete and total belief. The parsha, by telling us, is not just a bracha, it's a charge. A charge that we are to beef up our emuna. Remember the machlokes, as the Gemara in Beitzah, Tezayin of teaches between Hillel and Shammai that Shammai said every day I'm obligated to prepare for Shabbos. That's how he understood. And therefore, Sunday he found something nice. On Monday, when he found nicer, he ate what he had set aside for Shabbos and put Mondays. And so throughout the rest of the week. All week long he felt he has an obligation to prepare for Shabbos. But the Gemara says, Hillel, Midah Cheres. Hillel had Emuna. But not, not that Shammai didn't have Emuna, but he felt that he had to do something every day. And Hillel said, No, Baruch Hashem, Yom Yom Hashem is going to provide. My friends, you and I find it very hard to relate to Shemitah if we're not in Eretz Israel and if we're not in the quote agricultural business, etc. But there's such a powerful concept that comes through that Hashem has demonstrated and please God will that ultimately He is the Baal Habayas. He's the one in charge. And if we accept that, then our Shabbos is going to be different. Our observance of mitzvot is different and we're not going to perhaps miss a tefillah b'tzibor because after all I have to make a living. Put things in the right perspective. That's the beautiful diok in this week's parsha from Rabbi Yoshev Zechrona Levrocha once again Achaltem Lasova Remember, he's in charge. Don't try to outsmart him by putting some away for each year in the Shemitah cycle that I can do this myself. Just the opposite. Rely on him. Shabbat Shalom to all.